Hi, I'm Matt from Matt's Music, your favorite Christian rock and alternative show, available online at mattsmusic.ca and on iTunes and Google Podcasts. Both links are available on my website, mattsmusic.ca. Today, I have Zach Havens on the line with us. Say hi, Zach. Hey, everybody. So before we get into where you are now, you started off in a band called To Tell. How did you balance being in a band with everything else going on in your life at that time? Yeah, so, well, you know, when I first started To Tell, there really wasn't a whole lot of balance, to be completely honest. Uh, I was 18 or 19 when the band first started, and so at that time, I had, you know, a lot of time on my hands, and I could just pour myself into music. So I was, you know, writing music every day, and I was on, you know, we're MySpace at the time, so I was trying to, like, you know, hustle on MySpace and do all these different things. And it was, it was just because I had the time to do that at the time that I was able to, to grow and continue to build To Tell. And then as time continued forward, Tutel got busier, but then my life outside of Tutel got busier as well. And so it was just this gradual process uh, into my 20s, which was pretty cool. And while all this was happening, you worked at Starbucks? Yeah, yeah. I worked at Starbucks for a couple of years, which was kind of nice. So it's funny. So we would, uh, at the time, you know, we, we hadn't really toured or anything. And we booked our first tour right before I stopped working at Starbucks. And um, when... What, what, what like we would do is we'd play shows on the weekend, so we'd have a show on Friday night and Saturday night kind of closer to Toronto, and then I would get back at like, I don't know, 2, 3, 4 in the morning after packing everything up and, and driving home, and then I would have to work the next morning at like 6, and so there were a couple mornings I rolled into Starbucks to work for like, I don't know, like two hours of sleep, and it was not a pleasant time, no fun at all. That doesn't sound fun at all, and after how long did your touring start picking up? Uh, I guess like two, a year and a half, two years, something like that. So our first tour out to the West um, was in 2009, fall 2009. And we started playing, I guess, early 2008. So it was about a year and a half. And uh, we played some shows kind of around Ontario and stuff. And then we were like, hey, you know, I think we can probably do the same model and just kind of book it out to the West. So we had like five or six shows. We went out to uh, Alberta and back for that. And then the next time we went out West, uh, it was more for like about a month or so that we went out. And that was a little bit more involved about a year later. And you toured with some pretty big names, right? Yeah, yeah. So we uh, played a tour with, uh, with Newsboys, which are, you know, classic uh, Christian icons, right? It's so good. Michael Tate from DC Talk. And it's funny because I grew up listening to DC Talk and then the first show was in Halifax. And so I'm kind of hanging out there. And then Michael Tate walks up. And at the time I was like, this is really cool. But now looking back, I'm like, huh. I was like Michael Tate. That was really cool. So we did that uh, tour with Thousand Foot Crutch and Manifest. And we also played with, I don't know, a ton of really great Christian artists. Uh, we played with Sanctus Real. We played with Hawk Nelson. Um, and then, you know, we also played with some cool general market acts too, like Said the Whale and Marianne's Trench and some other cool, cool bands. So we got to see a lot of really cool music in our day. Wait, did you say Marianne's Trench? Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. I did yeah, not was, know that. Yeah, man, Bayfest in Sarnia. So there was a free night. So it was Marianas Trench, Tokyo Police Club, who I'm like now a huge fan of, uh, another band. And then we were, we were the opener for the, for the show. So I think there were like 8,000 people there or something. It was a, a big, big stage. A lot of fun. And was that the biggest crowd you ever played? <sighs> that was probably the biggest one. But it was, it's kind of weird because when you play a festival like that or when it's an outdoor show, the, the space is so big, it doesn't feel like you're playing in front of a ton of people, even though you actually are. There were other shows that we played that, that seemed a lot bigger, even though there were like two, 3,000 kids there. But it was just a smaller space, so they were all jammed, and so the energy was a lot better and stuff. And then after a couple of years of touring, life in the band became too much to balance, and you broke up. 
Yes. Yeah. So back when I was like 19 or so, I said to myself, I'm like, I, if I'm not doing this band full time by the time I'm 25, I'm going to pull the plug. So I'll give myself, you know, good six or seven years to actually work at it really, really hard, get every chance. And then if I'm not actually doing it the way I want to be doing it, then we'll kind of pull the plug. And um, my wife and I had our son, Dexter, when I was 24. So I was kind of chilling there. And the last tour we did was while my wife was pregnant. We did went, we went two weeks out to Newfoundland in the East Coast, came back for a week. My wife and I bought a house and moved. And then I went away for a month. And it was a lot more difficult to be without like my wife and she was pregnant and stuff. And so the romance and allure of touring kind of got lost a little bit on me. And in today's day and age, the best way to make money as a musician is to tour. And I was like, I don't know if I really want to do this a whole lot. So we kind of hit pause and, and we played our final show in spring of 2014. But we had it was a, a good a, show. It was a good one. Yeah, it was fun, man. It was a, we had a good little run there. And so you left the band behind. You've said goodbye to that. And you started to do music in other ways. You launched a company. Yeah, so I've been really busy since the band broke up, you know, in, in music, but then also in business stuff as well. So the main thing I'm doing now is uh, I'm running a company called Maestro, maestro.com. It's M-I-I-S-T-R-O. And we basically specialize in connecting music students, people who are looking for music lessons. We connect them through our website with top-notch local music teachers. So we're operating in London right now. It's a tech-based platform, and we're doing some work to be able to expand outside of London into some other markets. But that has been a huge part of what, we're, what we've been doing. You know, I'm so passionate about music and being able to see the way that music can improve the lives of kids and adults. And we have the opportunity as well to partner with Compassion Canada and and give, you know, one dollar from every lesson that we teach to their efforts in, you know, music education programs in developing countries and that sort of thing. So it's uh, a really fun thing that I get to do. It sounds really interesting. And you mentioned how you're really passionate about music. What first gave you that passion about music? Oh, man. Well, so I started taking piano lessons when I was like four. So I, you know, it's kind of been a part of my life since I was a kid. But I kind of hated piano lessons until I was around 11 or 12. And when I was 11 or 12, I saw this this guy. And he sat down at the piano in some sort of festival in Brockville where I was. And he played this song that he wrote. And up to that point, I was like, you know... Piano is kind of whatever. I did okay. Uh, but then I saw him play and I was like, that is amazing. And, and it really inspired me to be able to see what you could actually do with piano. And if you kind of like own it and if you can do all these things, then you can, you can write your own music and you can express yourself and create art. And so that was kind of the first thing that really kind of clicked for me where music kind of became my own. And then in, in high school, I, I played in bands with my friends and we played on the worship team and we were absolutely terrible. But everyone was kind enough to let us continue playing and continue getting better. And I don't know, man, it's, it's, you know, you see lives get changed through music and music has almost had a bigger impact on my life since Tutel has come to an end because I'm able to appreciate it in a different way now and, and really get into stuff like worship and focus more on the lyrics. And so music is, is the best, man. It's kind of been a, a life journey for me that's far from over. And speaking of music, you have released, as far as I can tell, three songs since Tutel has broken up. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And a couple of them yeah. have been under We Are Gateway. Yes. So that, that's kind of two separate different projects. So the first one is uh, We Are Gateway. So that's an original worship album that I co-produced. And basically, it, it's the church I go to, Gateway Church here in London. And we put together a, a worship album of all original music. Now, they had released some music in the past, but it was always covers of worship songs and, or live concert, that sort of thing. But we wanted to create something that was unique, something that was fresh, and something that was in our voice. So I had the opportunity to be on the, on the production team for that whole project, as well as two of my songs were on the album itself. 
So that was a lot of fun. And then uh, also at the beginning of the year, I guess back in February, I released a song just under my own name, Zach Havens, uh, and the song's called You Call Me Son. And it was kind of, you know, just, I've, I've been writing music constantly ever since the band ended. And uh, it's, it's something I really enjoy doing. And I've been really impressed upon the idea that, you know, God can use music in some really cool ways. And I always want to continue creating and, and building things like that. So that was a really fun thing to do as well. I want to talk to you about that song you released under your own name in a second, but I first want to touch on one of the songs you released under We Are Gateway, I Am Loved. Can you explain a little bit more behind that song? Yeah, totally, man. So uh, I was going through this whole entire process of, and I think everyone gets to this point at some point in their lives, where you ask a lot of big questions. And, uh, you know, faith and, and life had always been kind of assumed. I always kind of knew I wanted to do music, but then all of a sudden that plan deviated and shifted a little bit. And I began to ask a lot of like really big questions and, and going into a space of anxiety and depression and all these things that I was just like, I didn't really recognize. And I was like, this feels weird. I don't, I don't really see how this fits in my life. And I was asking a lot of the big questions. And, you know, one of the questions is, why are we here? I think it's something that we all kind of ask. So um, one of the things that really became apparent to me was that one of the biggest reasons that we are here um, isn't first and foremost for us to praise God. Oh, that's so important. But that the very reason that God invented the very concept of who, who we are, because he wants to show us love first. So whether we ever acknowledge that, whether we believe it, whether we ever even, you know, meet God, that he created us so that we can experience love and, and we experience love from him. Uh, we, if you're an atheist and you are like love science and you're, you know, you have a family to love, that is God showing you that love regardless of whether you ever acknowledge God as the source or not. And I think that's one of the incredible things that God has the opportunity to just like pour his love on us and we get to receive that. And that's a fundamental first truth in our lives. And then from there, for those of us who are able to see that and receive it, he gives almost like a deeper level of love where we are able in turn to love him back. That's almost like the best thing, right? It's like, you know, I have kids and so I pour my love on my kids and then almost like by giving them the dignity to love me back in return is almost a greater love even, even further. And then from there, we're able to love other people and we're able to experience this incredible, beautiful life around us. But it all starts with the very first thing that we're here, not because we need to do anything because we need to, you know, achieve something or we have some sort of thing that we need to figure out or else. It's like we just get to like first and foremost receive the love that God has for us. And then from there, everything else falls into place just because that's how God set it up to be. Wonderfully said. And your latest song you released under your own name, You Call Me Son. It's a little bit different from what you did with Tutel. It's a little more poppy. Yeah. So um, with You Call Me Son, so I, I had written that song a while back and um, I really impressed upon me in a lot of little, you know, TV shows that are out these days, like Stranger Things and that sort of idea, where they use 80s music and 80s synth sounds, which are very, you know, dated and are very retro, but they're able to communicate a lot of emotion, which I thought was really cool. And I never really heard in a worship context before. So I have all these songs that I'm sitting on. I'm like, how can I release them in a way that's unique, uh, in a way that's different than what I did in the past? Because I just don't want to recreate to tell. That's just not, you know, this type of art I create anymore. Um, so I was like, it'd be really cool to create some sort of like, you know, Stranger Things meets worship and try to tag, tag that in. So I have a little studio set up at my house. And so I was able to just kind of throw those sounds together just with really you know, basic logic stuff I had lying around. And then I got Tim Schwint, the guy who, who also co-produced the We Are Gateway album. He mixed and mastered it, and so we were able to kind of get it done and put it out. So it was a really fun project. 
So you've mentioned that you're sitting on some songs and just Googling your name pops up two songs on your YouTube channel, Honestly and Dreaming of Today. Oh, on YouTube. Do you have any plans of releasing those sometime in the future? Probably not those songs. Um, you know, Dreaming of Today is a very specific song for like my, my kids. Just kind of, I wrote, I wrote the first verse when we first found out that we were pregnant with my son and then the second verse after he had already been born. And so probably not those ones that are on YouTube right now, but I'm actually sitting on a number of songs uh, that are very kind of worship themed and worship focused, similar to You Call Me Son. And I'm currently, you know, recording those right now and I'm hoping to release those in the next six months. And I'm hoping to have about a, a six or seven song EP that I can put out and just kind of, you know, throw on Spotify and, and promote a little bit. All right. Well, I guess yeah. I'll talk to you in six months then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds good, man. All right. Now, on to the final question I have for you. Who would win in a fight, an emu <laughs> or an ostrich? Uh, emu. An emu? Yeah, e I feel like ostriches are bigger, but emus, I feel, are crazier. They definitely are. They won a, yeah. a war against the Australian government once. The emus? Yeah, look it up. It's called the really? emu war. It's fascinating. I will absolutely look this up. <laughs> really? Okay. Only in Australia, right? Australia yeah, exactly. is like, you've seen the video where it shows like the centipede killing the snake. And you're oh like, my God. what is happening? <laughs> yeah, Australia is a crazy place, man. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for doing the interview today. I really appreciate it. Dude, of and, course. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah. That was a chat I had with Zach Havens a couple of weeks ago. If you missed part of the interview, it will be available on my website and on iTunes and Google Podcasts. If you want to keep up to date with Zach, you can follow him at RealZachHavens on Twitter or check my website, mathsmusic.ca, where I have provided links to all the places you can find Zach online and keep up to date with his music. Another huge thank you to Zach for doing the interview. And now, here he is with his song, You Call Me Son. Is a heart that can't be tamed. Your ferocious love is a violent flame. Yours is a flawless, perfect name. Though I commit the crime, you still take the blame. I am still hearing you calling out, out for me. a pure that can't be stained ends in brilliant lights you call me the same yours is an unrelenting chase so I can see to stop yet still win the race I am still hearing you calling out out for me Still 